0: Welcome to the podcast, where we provide regular interviews with pharmacy leaders, entrepreneurs, and members of the Platform Alliance Group. We cover the key challenges, opportunities, and practical solutions for pharmacy leaders. The pharmacy industry is a dynamic and vital part of the healthcare industry, impacting the lives of millions of Australians. But we know that success in this ever-evolving landscape requires more than just a prescription for medication. It calls for a unique blend of knowledge, adaptability, and a vision for the future. I'm your host, Melody Mugari, and together, we will embark on a journey of empowerment, motivation, and growth. My guest today is proudly brought to you by the Platform Alliance Group, Australia's fastest-growing community pharmacy group. Gary is the proprietor of Chemist Discount Centre Gosnells, which is one of six finalists vying for the title of Guild Pharmacy of the Year 2024. Chemist Discount Centre Gosnells has adapted and changed over the years as they have identified needs within their community. Gosnells is a very multicultural community with patients that have needs and, and require support and resources to assist them with their ongoing health concerns. Gary is extremely proud to be a discount pharmacy, and he has been heard many a time stating that they discount on products, but not on service. Today, you will hear the programs and technology that he has implemented to achieve this. Gary, it's been a while since we last spoke. I yes. think the last time was at the PAG Summit.
1: That's correct. That's true. And
0: at that PAX summit, you were winning awards left, right, and center.
1: Yeah, it was a, it was an exciting time. Yes, yes. Very. <laughs> right.
0: You actually won the Platform Alliance Group um, Pharmacist of the Year award for 2020.
1: Uh, was for CDC? I think it was for CDC. Yeah, for the CDC group. Yeah.
0: That's, that's a pretty big achievement, there. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, thank you very much. Like, out of all the pharmacies in Australia, to Be singled out like that is Mm. a testament to just everything that you do for your community, simply is. Thank you. And I applaud you for that. But hold up. Yep. The drum roll doesn't stop right there, (laughs) does it? (laughs) Yes. You are the first chemist discount to be nominated in the Guild Pharmacy of. For
1: four. Twenty four. yes 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 I mean it's yeah. been an honor to, um, to have my I suppose my work uh, recognized and being nominated and subsequently you know being the finalist hopefully hopefully fingers crossed I can uh, bring back the big award can, so so let's hope yeah so you can bring some... the trophy <laughs> home. <laughs> I hope so, too. I hope so, too. Right.
0: So I I just want to delve into your background a little bit. Um, So you've been a pharmacist owner at CDC Chemist Discount Centre Gosnells for about 15 years, for over 15 years. Yeah. But what made you start, what brought you to pharmacy? What drew you to pharmacy?
1: Okay, so, well, it goes back, right? So because of my background... Every kid wants to be a doctor, <laughs> but, ah. you know, we're not, we're not, I'm not smart enough to become a, a doctor back then. So mm-hmm. pharmacy would be the next obvious choice. True story. True story. True
0: story. <laughs> so was was it something you chose or was it something that your parents sort of said, hey, uh, no, this no, no, no. is, this is what I what what what
1: it, It's my choice. It is my choice to go into pharmacy. Yes. And, and I never look back and I won't regret it. I know, I know
0: what you mean. It wasn't my first choice at all, not at all, but now that I'm in it, Mm. I can't go back. It's like in my blood, it gets into your blood. Um, were you always in WA?
1: Yes, I have been. I have been in WA since.
0: Did you go go to Curtin?
1: Yes. At that time, I think there was only Curtin that offers the pharmacy because that was back in what, 1998 when I came over. Back then, there was only Curtain that offers the bee farm.
0: Um, yep. Okay, I I, hmm. I was a Murdoch girl, so I was a hop skip and a jump from you.
1: <laughs> yeah, Murdoch, <laughs> Murdoch Murdoch didn't offer pharmacy until later, I believe.
0: Yes, until around two thousand and six, when it yeah. was now the postgrad.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Correct. At that, at my time during my yeah. time, it was only Curtain that that offers the bee farm. Yeah
0: yes that's yep. very true um so it was even back then i would have said it was hard to get into if once university in wa if you think about mm. it offered mm. the four-year degree it would have been yeah. high competition even back yeah yeah, then. yeah
1: absolutely yes 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 yeah yeah
0: and every day when you go to work there's that one thing that keeps driving you to keep going and keep doing better because mm. even while i was reading your blurb of your nomination to be Guild Pharmacy of the Year.
1: Mm-mm-mm.
0: It's just astounding the amount of things you've achieved and the motivation that you have.
1: Yes. I mean, in order for me to do what I do, I suppose the team around me is very important uh, to have that team support and the system in place that allows me to, I suppose, explore other mm-hmm. uh, revenue or income stream for the business, I guess that, that is a driving force for me. How can I do better? I'm doing this well, but how can I do better? Is there a more efficient way? So that's sort of the driving force behind, you know, my, all my strategies, yeah.
0: Because you've cool. gone into technology, you've yes. embraced technology, yes. and right is the biggest implementation that you've made in the pharmacy to the point where you've actually realized Quite a big hmm. marginal difference when it comes yeah. to your financial revenue yeah. just yeah. simply in that stock control area yes your loyalty platform you've got over four five thousand loyalty yeah. customers on yeah. your database yes. alone yes and you have also put in a robot within the dispensary
1: yes that's correct and also in the packing daa packing area so i've got With two DAA robots packing. Yes, correct. Because you've
0: got over 250, 500 DAA patients?
1: 250, 260, maybe 260 DAA patients. That's correct.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So what yep. is the biggest element you have discovered? The qualities of putting all this technology within the pharmacy. Mm. What is the biggest advantage you've actually realized? Is it, obviously it makes life easier. Definitely yes. makes life yes, easier. Yes, yes,
1: yes. Yes. So maybe I'll go back to my previous life with another brand. I'll start from there, because yeah, I, I, I was with another brand for over 10 years. Um, they do quite well back then, but because we have a chemist warehouse, a another discounter, obviously chemist warehouse is opposite, across the road, literally just across the highway. No, when they say the highway, it's just literally just across the road from us. The, um, I have been experiencing a decline in customer numbers in revenue and in margin with my previous brand. So we need to make a change. So in 2018, we were deciding, okay, so which, which are the brand that we, we should go into that would have an impact in our business? So we looked at a few discounter and we chose CDC. And this, is, this has proven to be um, you know, the, the, the best thing that could happen to us at that time. Uh, because with the automation, with, as you said, ride, that sort of eliminates the need for a stock controller, so to speak, so I can redeploy yeah. my staff to the front of shop uh, on the floor, because all the invoicing, all the ordering, all the data entry, all the you know, for example, pricing issues uh, that we used to be, we used to have to do on a daily basis, has been taken over by head office or by the system. Yes. So I don't really even mm. have to look at what I'm ordering because the system will do a order based on my forecast. So I used to have two big storeroom uh, in my pharmacy. My pharmacy is about four hundred and forty square meter. So I used to have a storeroom at the back and a storeroom at the front. And those th- those two storerooms were packed chock-a-block with stock. So ever since we converted, I've managed to, or we have managed to drop our stock level. Uh, so my, yeah. I think my stock on hand was over 650 uh, when I was with my previous brand. And that's because of, you know, the buying, uh, the, the, the decision-making that my stock controller or my retail manager did at that time was based on emotion. So once, you know, technology takes over, everything is streamlined, I yes. managed to, you know, reduce my stock on hand from 650 to about 500. So that's a, you know, that's a massive savings in, in, in our, in, and especially with our cash Uh So, and then my storeroom now, I only have one small storeroom. And not much stock in there. So all my stock are all on the floor selling. It's out in the shop where it should be. Yes, correct. Yes, yes, that's correct. So automation. um, And it it also gives you the
0: opportunity to repurpose that piece of real estate. Because we know that real estate in a pharmacy is precious.
1: Correct, 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 correct. So once we remove that to a storeroom, we have incorporated a proper consult room. Uh, Because previously, it was just, I think, from Mm. memory, the consult room was only two meter by one meter, tiny, tiny consult room. And it's just not enough to do vaccinations and things like that. So once we, you know, make that change, we created a consult room, a proper three by three consult room, which we can feed a bed in there. And that has proven to be the best decision because then COVID hits, so we use that consult room for vaccination. So we we at that time were doing around eighty vaccinations a day. Uh, so I am running two sessions, two pharmacists running that. That so if without that consult room, I won't be able to to do that. Uh, and also because we have repurposed our storeroom to only one, so I've used that extra space to be repurposed to a DAA packing room with the robot inside. So yeah, yeah. So that's,
0: that's amazing. That's- so your motivation to become a chemist discount center, pharmacy was purely based by the competition that entered the community or were there other factors that contributed to that?
1: Competition is one. And, um, I suppose the support, uh, from the brand was also an important factor, um, with the previous brand, they tried to be everything to everyone, which then created a lot of work to my team. For example, you know, they want to be a discounted, sorry, they want to offer a, um, uh, discounted discounter price not being a discounter so it doesn't have a system and uh, support at the background to support the rollout of the pricing strategy which means that we are constantly putting ticket up putting ticket down uh prices keep changing it's no consistency yeah um and and for example as opposed to not being a discounter at that time when you advertise for you know during the winter season the cough and cold at a you know at a discounted price imagine chemist warehouse and doesn't have yeah. the strategy behind to support that I'm just giving away margin so not only I'm having to give away I mean, I'm not 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 only i doing a lot of work I'm giving a lot of margin mm-hmm. away with no uplift in volume so to me that doesn't make sense and it I suppose it's not relevant in my area anymore. So therefore, therefore, I'm looking at a, at a true discounter that offers efficiencies, improves my workflow, uh, and have the support behind and the strategy to support. So it's proven to be working very well for me.
0: That's really mm. good. It's really mm. good to hear, actually. Because yeah. um, yesterday you actually spoke at one of those, it was a dinner wasn't it? Uh, yeah to
1: it was it was to sort of potential, potential. I didn't methods. really I didn't really speak in that, but I was there to answer questions if anyone has any questions uh, regarding yeah. the C D C. What brand. is
0: the one question most people asked? What was the one question? Uh,
1: actually they didn't really ask a lot of questions, I guess. It's more of Theo and Steve were talking and Fel was, was talking, uh, and was showing them what could be achieved from a you know, from a discount model. You know, being sort of, Mm. uh, I suppose, you know, in Theo's word was the first discount brand to be nominated as one of the finalists. So it just shows that if you want to be, you know, whatever you want to be, the brand is very supportive and they have the system in place to take you to where you want to be. So, you, you know, it's, yeah. Yeah.
0: And it's quite interesting that you say that, Gary, because I guess mm. discounters have always had sort of a bad connotation to them, yeah. and it's purely not a, for anyone's fault. I think yeah. it's just even the retail industry; people yeah. see a discounter as just packed with stock, um, customer service is low. You don't get you don't get what you paid for. Basically, you mm. just you're there mm. for the low prices. Yeah. But your pharmacy is very different. Your C- the CDC brand is very different. You don't yeah. compromise on the elements that keep you being the professionals within yeah. the community. If mm. anything, you actually embrace and enhance the professional services. Yeah. But then you don't. You also realize that you need to offer the competitive prices to your. Patients as well, yeah. especially yeah. in the location where you're, where you are.
1: Mm. So I suppose another, I'll share another story. It just happened yesterday. Yeah, um, so we don't discount on, I mean, we discount on price. We don't discount on service. So one mm-hmm. example is yesterday there was a patient, true story, A uh, patient was being prescribed, uh, rosuvastatin and metformin. So one for cholesterol, one for, um, sugar. And the cholesterol level was quite high. So I spent time in, you know, asking them, so asking the lady, have you used this before and what are your conditions? And she said, no, this is the first time. So I've gone through all the, you know, the, the recommendation, the education, the counseling, um, from how to take the medication to lifestyle changes, um, you know, try and cut down on fat, eat lean meat so chicken uh, fish reduce on carb because that would convert into um, sugar and then exercise 30 minutes physical activity every day and then we talk about smoking so she said to me she smokes 50 cigarettes a day so i said okay right so now you've got cholesterol you got sugar you don't have blood pressure yet but You know, we know that these three comes hand in hand together. So you got to be, you got to watch and being a heavy smoker doesn't help. So we went through the range of NRTs uh, and then I spoke about the NVP, which is nicotine vaping products, and she wasn't (laughs) aware. So once I've educated her about the benefit between, you know, having NRTs or NVPs, she's very interested to try the nicotine vaping product. So she asked me, how can I get it? So I just said, look, I've got a relationship with the doctor next door. I can, you know, book you in, please go and see the doctor and come back. So she went away, came back with the prescription and I went through and I dispensed it and I, you know, subsequently gave it to her, took it into the room, counseled on her how to use it. And uh, she said to me, Gary, if you haven't spoken to me about NVP or if I do not have that script, I would have literally picked yeah. up my medicine go to Kohl's and buy a packet of the 50 cigarettes. So to me, it it seems like, you know, I am, I've helped, I've converted another patient, Yes. but it does take, it does take time. uh, It does take effort and energy and and I suppose knowledge as well. Uh, But the outcome is patient benefits. And she's going to come back to see me on Thursday to tell me how she, how she goes. So yeah, that's, so we don't discount on service so that's the way yeah yeah
0: that's amazing because mm. you literally have become a catalyst of change in this one person's life yeah True. and imagine having those same kind of conversations with every person that comes through those doors mm. and doing even if it's a small little change to how they do life yeah that is for their benefit yeah you so that's that's
1: yeah so so i i can only do so much myself so the next phase for me would be to mm -hmm. educate my team to become you know experts yes experts subject matter experts in nicotine vapes and or quit smoking or smoking cessation yes so that's that's my that's my goal that's my short-term goal which is to bring all my other oh, stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't. That's, yes. short, okay? that's short. <laughs> yeah.
0: You said something in that story that caught my attention mm. that you actually work closely with the doctors in your area. Yeah. yeah. Inter collaboration. Yeah. Yes. And that is something that you're noticing more and more these days that we now need to sort of build that cocoon or that family around the patient. That yeah. it cannot be doctor does one thing, then sends it to the pharmacist, then patient. It now literally has to be a joint effort yeah. to Correct. bring the better patient outcomes to the patient. Yeah, I read somewhere mm. in an article that you actually have also moved in the medis- cannabis space, the medicinal cannabis space. Yeah. But you've positioned yourself in such a way that you're a leading expert in your area. To the point where you interact with some of the doctors in this space for your customers, for the benefit of your customers.
1: Yes, yes, that's correct. That is correct. And it's taken a while for me to get to where I am. Um, so, you know, back in, I think, medicinal cannabis has being legalized in Australia in 2016. Mm-hmm. And I, was, I wasn't really sort of, you know, really that keen and interested, I suppose maybe it's the negative stigma that is attached yes. to medicinal cannabis um, and the lack of knowledge. It's mm. only when, you know, starting 2020, 2021 is where I, I really wanted to start a clinic and I really sort of wanted to upskill myself um, to be, I suppose, the, 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 the expert in this area. So working with a lot of the reps try to upskill myself try to get more knowledge attend webinars and things like that uh, then i am equipped to go to my fellow doctor colleagues and tell them about this particular product yes there is a as i said there is a negative stigma attached to it you speak to and i speak to many 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 doctors and I have a lot of knockbacks. Some just say purely not interested, doesn't work. I don't want to know, too busy. That, that's, that's a very common uh, phrase that I hear, too busy. But you might get, you know, one or two or three out of, you know, maybe, I don't know, 10, 20 doctors that I, that I spoke to. And then you just work on, work with those doctors that are, you know, like-minded, that, that wanted to know a little bit more about this, this particular uh, area. Um, then... You develop that relationship, you develop that trust, and you start to have that, that sort of, you know, recommendation or referral, so to speak. So, in in this medicinal space, I suppose I'll share another story. Um, I've got a patient with me, who is about sixty five years old, um, was suffering from pain, and uh, literally was having spasm when I was speaking to her back in the back oh, in those wow. days. So she would just in a normal conversation, and then she just freeze oh, oh, Gary, hang on a second. You know, she would just have that, you know, that, that, that type of spasm. Was mm-hmm. on a walker? Can't really walk without the, the help. Very dizzy, uh, needs someone to carry her along. Um, so it's very, I suppose her condition was very debilitating. So one day yes. we were, we was, I was visiting a colleague at a, a doctor colleague at another practice, and she was in the waiting room, seeing that it's not even my 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 doctor surgery. it's it's probably a a five k surgery practice. I just happened to be there and happened to saw her, and she was just chatting to me because I mean she was my patient. She is my patient at my pharmacy, and we sat down in the in the in the waiting room chatting, and uh, we just touched on the topic of uh, medicine and cannabis. I said, "Look, have you you've tried everything?" It didn't, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't seem to be working for you. So she was on Palexia, she was on Lyrica, uh, she was on Tremadol and she was on Panadol Osteo, uh, but still, you know, not sort of giving her enough relief. So we were talking about medicinal cannabis and say, Hey, why don't you have a chat to your dog and see whether he agrees, yes. uh, if he agrees ask him whether if he is an auto- authorised prescriber for medicinal cannabis. If he is not, ask for his permission to go see another doctor. So she went and had that consult with the doctor. The doctor is not an AP, authorised prescriber, uh, but he's happy for her to try medicinal cannabis. So I said, great, come come to come to this doctor, which is next to my, my pharmacy. So I made a booking for her. Uh, so I gave the the cannabis doctor a list of, uh, I suppose, a brief, no, no, not a brief, a complete overview. overview of her condition. Plus, I gave him my dispensing, her dispensing history, and he, he knows what he's doing. And we've got um, the patient to see the doctor. We started her on a, what we so call a balanced product. So Mm -hmm. we took, she only takes 0.1 mil at night for a couple of nights. And then if it's not enough relief, then you can go 0.1 mil morning at night. And it would just titrate according to her response, so to speak. So after a couple of weeks, I think maybe it's about three weeks into the medicinal cannabis, her pain level was improved. So her pain level was about eight or nine before she sees the doc and she's She's being put on medicinal cannabis. Uh, Then her pain level dropped from eight to four within three weeks. After six to eight weeks, weeks, after six to eight weeks, she came off Palexia and she came off Lyrica and she came off Tremadol and she was only taking Panadine for PRN. And that's it. Everything else. And the pain level was from eight to maybe one or two and subsequently. Zero. And she said to me, Gary, I've gained back 20 years of my life. She's no longer on a wheelchair. Oh, she no longer goodness. she no longer have those spasms. Uh, so yeah, and oh, price. Gosh, uh, uh, yeah, so so from a from a patient's perspective, a uh, massive improvement, <laughs> right? Um, so it gives us myself confident that it does work. And it also gives the doctor confident that yes, it does work. So having, having her advocating that, I know she becomes a, you know, telling her friends and patients and how medicine and cannabis has helped her. So she could, you know, I suppose in a way, (laughs) yes. (laughs) And
0: uh, yeah, yeah.
1: And, and obviously it's not under PBS. So price is a factor for her. So we work with her health insurance. Uh, and subsequently she gets it subsidized. She gets some money back from her, from her health fund. So which is another positive? So that's that's that sort of the amazing. journey. So that's yeah. So that's 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 that's, that's sort of, of
0: good stories. Yes. Yeah. So that's <laughs> most of the good story.
1: So that's that's the um, kind of thing that you know I'm, I'm sort of advocating and 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 yeah. um, and detailing the doctors. Now, if you ask me, Gary, what is the challenge? You know, have you what what is the challenge yeah. in in this particular space? So the challenge is to get the doctors uh, on board. Because of the negative okay. stigma, because of the lack of knowledge, that is the most challenging bit to 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 find the doctors. Uh, see, I, 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 you know, I, I like to say, you know, when when I have that sort of doctors that are a bit reluctant, not to say I would mm-hmm. challenge them, but I would sort of question them. I say, "Look, doc, if someone has a broken bone, right?" and, and, and they've been presented to ED. You have no yeah. issue prescribing morphine tablets to them. And they'll say, yes, that's correct. Morphine is a very common opioid that they prescribe. You put two morphine yeah. together, that's heroin. So you have no issue prescribing heroin which is highly addictive <laughs> and we know that it can be overdose and can be dependent, right? Which also comes from a plant. You don't have problems prescribing that, but yet you have, they have issue prescribing medicinal cannabis, which is mm-hmm. on the other side of the spectrum, uh, can't overdose, low dependency from a plant why? I guess that's because, you know, that negative stigma that is attached to that and the lack of knowledge. So that, that is the challenge. That's, that's, that's that's the challenge. That's the challenge.
0: And it's the truth. You said it. It's Mm. got a history of not being acceptable.
1: Yeah.
0: We've always, we've conditioned ourselves to say it is not the acceptable form Mm. and it's, purely for recreational for the euphoric effect.
1: Mm. And now
0: we're saying, wait a minute, we need to revisit this. Yeah. But we now need to re educate ourselves so that we've got a different mindset. Yeah. Because sometimes it even it's a bother ethically sometimes you're thinking, oh, but but then Mm. when you hear these stories and see these results. Correct. It's you can't deny it, can you?
1: Yes. I mean, it's you not, can- I mean, it, you, you cannot correct. And there, and there are studies right now to explore the other benefits of medicinal cannabis. For example, I think they're looking at um, anti-cancer. Uh, yeah. I think for prostate cancer, seems to, there are some clinical trials to show that it helps in that, in that area uh and also you know like epi- obviously epilepsy it's it's sort of one of the main use of medicinal cannabis Yeah, uh, pain anxiety reading. depression insomnia, insomnia and things like that so, yeah
0: yeah. So, ADHD yeah
1: yeah yeah
0: it's a myriad it's like it's like wonder drug almost right
1: i mean it's <laughs> if, it's, if it probably probably a so.
0: multitude
1: probably it's not for everyone but certain group of patient i think they will benefit they will definitely benefit from that
0: you also said something while we were talking before about nicotine vaping products and you said that one of your short term goals is to upskill your team so that they can be experts
1: yes correct
0: i'm curious to hear what your vision is for CDC Gosnell's Chemist Discount Center Gosnell's. What's mm. your vision? What With all these things that you're doing, with everything that you're pioneering in your area, <laughs> mm. <laughs> what, what do you see? What do you see? Um, um, what do you see?
1: Okay, so the, the two, no, actually the three areas that I'm focusing right now are medicinal cannabis, um, nicotine vape, and also NDIS. So I've just passed okay. my NDIS audit. Um, Congratulations. So, thank you. So I'm, I am in the process of becoming a NDIS provider. So okay. because God knows, uh, from in my area, there, there are a lot of patients with disability. I just wanted to explore that option. Continue to mm. grow my medicinal cannabis and nicotine vaping patient base uh, by giving—I mm. don't know—educating patients when they come in, upscaling my team because there's only one of me, but I have seven other, you know, staff member pharmacists and pharmacists included that we can all be on mm. the same page. Uh, we all have the knowledge. So we can serve, you know, not just one patient, but we could serve potentially, you know, seven to eight patients at a time, and that's and that's where I think we can sort of try to scale it at a pharmacy level, from what I can control, and then, you know, who knows, who knows where, where this will take us? Right. yes, and I, I just continue. I suppose my role yeah. is then because, I'm not being. Bogged down with the day-to-day running of the business because of the yeah. systems and the automation in place that allows me to, you know, go out and interact with the doctors, uh, interact with the allied health provider. So that's my next step. Sorry, that's my next step. So, firstly, I'll target the doctors. Then I might go to I might. I might go and approach uh, or detail the allied health providers like physiotherapists, chiro, psychologists, etc. cetera, uh, just so that, you know, we we can provide a holistic care to the patient. Because, for example, like patient that has got pain, we want them to move, but they don't yes. know how to move, right? So they, because they are pain, they're scared. So the doctor can refer them to, let's just say, an ex-fist that would sort of, Design a program that is suitable for their condition. And that can be yeah. under Medicare as well. So that's a more holistic approach that I want to achieve that I can see that would benefit the patient uh, with all my strategies, yeah. right? The number one strategy is yeah, one has to be legal, first of all. And then two, yeah. patient has to benefit. If the patient doesn't benefit, there's no point doing. And then three, no. has it has to be profitable for me, the pharmacy, and obviously for the other providers. So if you, I mean, if I follow this particular strategy and the priority, I don't get any pushback from the doctors Yeah. to say that, look, nah, it's not, I don't want to do this and stuff like that. So they're usually very receptive and they listen to what I have to say. And this, mm-hmm. and this is what I suppose, what I enjoy doing is, is try to, Develop programs um, that is beneficial to the patient, beneficial to the pharmacy, and beneficial to the provider. So, what programs? Yes. So, this is you know, I I I like to sort of develop this so that I could roll it out. Yeah, that that would be that would be like <laughs> yes.
0: And one thing you said that it has to be beneficial to all stakeholders, and people mm. tend to forget that yeah. that everyone needs to benefit from programs that are delivered because the pharmacy itself needs to thrive for the sake of the patient. That
1: is correct. Correct.
0: If the pharmacy is not thriving, Mm. then it doesn't deliver the care that the patient needs. It's not there to support the prescribers in the area. Yeah. So it's crucial that the pharmacy actually thrives. I I,
1: I agree. If, if one part or one party is compromising uh, the balance, I suppose, then this strategy mm-hmm. will not work. It's it's just not sustainable if one party has yeah. to compromise. So everyone everyone has to win.
0: Well. Thank you so much for your time today. No problem. We're going to conclude, but I've got two more questions for you. (laughs) One comes from ChatGPT. Yes. And one comes from Tracy, who's the pharmacy program and services manager within PAG, Platform Alliance Group. Yeah. Now, she also looked after the CDC brand. She was one of your coaches. And Mm -hmm. she wants to know Mm. what is your why? Why do you do this? Why do you bother? Spending all this time, spending all this money, investing in all these programs and all these technologies, why do you go out there and talk to doctors? Why are you doing this?
1: Uh, because I guess my, you know, when when I was still a student, my mentor said to me at that time, "You need, to, we need to as a pharmacist, we need to continue to challenge ourselves." Yes, we we need to. We need to find a way to, there's always a way to do things a bit more efficiently or, or better or more profitable, but we can't be content with what we have. Because if you are content, then, you know, when, for example, when challenges come back in the days where you have, when the coding uh, got taken off, from S two and S three become prescription only to now the sixty days. You know, so if we if we are not if we are content with what we have and we don't prepare, so when the opportunity comes, you won't be able to grab it because you're just not in the position to take it. So that is a very big motivation for me to challenge myself to say, okay, great. Uh, as an example with the packing, I used to have boxes of patient everywhere full cupboard because I, I do about maybe 180 at that time i'm just at capacity i can't i physically cannot take on more but there is obviously a need yeah. i want to grow so i moved yeah. to vpn uh, with showmat which is also part of the program that the, the cdc recommends right so then Mm-hmm. then it becomes, I've got a little VPN. So I eliminate all the boxes. I've just, I'm just working on a, I think one meter, uh, bench space and with my, my mat, mat at the back. So I just do that so I can accommodate growth. So I grew to maybe 200 odd patients, but then I think to have two staff four days a week to pack that. So it becomes very laborious again. And, extra resources that I need to put in. So then, okay, what's the next step? How can I do it better? Automation, get the robot in. Then I re- reposition, sorry, re- reposition the, uh, the, the packer. So I have two packers four days a week to now I only need one packer to pack 260 packs Monday and Tuesday. And that's it. So I just reposition, I just sort of redeploy the other packer to become my DA and support the dispensary outside. So that's yes. that's I suppose that's the motivation so I can, you know, not to say save on wages, but I could utilize my stuff out there to upskill and yes. be that subject matter for, I don't know, nicotine or quit smoking.
0: And, yeah. Yeah. You're always pushing yourself out, out of your comfort zone.
1: Yes, so you have to
0: be—you
1: have to be comfortable being uncomfortable.
0: <laughs> that's what—that's
1: that, <laughs> well that, what I've been taught as well. So that's been sort of imprinted in my mind, right? That you sometimes you just—you just have to be very comfortable being put into an uncomfortable position, and that you'll be fine. That's...
0: Well said, <laughs> very well said. Yeah. Now, ChatGPT also has a question. Yeah. We're also embracing technology. Mm. Um, so how does Gary from mm. Chemist Discount Center, Gosnells, infuse creativity and passion into the everyday operation of the pharmacy, making it not just a place for me- medication, but a hub for community wellness and enjoyment?
1: uh i guess that question will sort of summarize our discussion i think you know if you put everything together uh as i said to you i enjoy developing programs that is beneficial obviously to the pharmacy right you generate more revenue more income everybody Mm -hmm. you know in, in business wants to do that you and you can assure that your other you know, colleagues, your doctor colleagues will also benefit financially, right? And obviously when you, sh- when you have those success stories of, you know, patient gain 20 years of their life back with the program that I implemented, that gives me satisfaction and gives me motivation to continue to, mm. to challenge myself and say, okay, I'm doing this. Is there a better way? How can I do it better? What, what can I do? Uh, and in order, f-
0: not only that, Mary, yeah. but your your team starts to enjoy coming to work.
1: Uh, yes, that's that's correct, and they have a purpose.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, fortunate, mm. I'm very fortunate, and Touchwood, and I hope that doesn't change. The culture at the business is is sort of it's very good. So I don't really have a lot of staff yeah. turnover. Uh, I have a staff which is, I think. She's over 17 years and all my pharmacists uh, have been with us for, you know, more than seven years, long service leaves. I and mean, you have to pay out, which is a pain. But, oh, wow. but that just shows that, you know, <laughs> I don't really have, you know. That when, they
0: love where they work. Yeah,
1: I think so. I think so. And, and they, they can see a purpose uh, and they enjoy yeah. coming to work. And just we just have to yes. manage that, that stress level where, you know, if automation could help. Absolutely. We we want to we want to embrace technology yeah. because I believe that would make our life easier.
0: Yeah. So if And happiness uh, is infectious.
1: Yes. Yes. So I suppose mm. I suppose that, that the main um the main point that I like to make is that the person that you need to look after, I mean selfishly for myself, it's I need to look after yeah. myself first. So I need to make sure I'm not under stress. I'm not under the pump. You know, I've got, obviously, I've got family. I've got two kids. I need to make sure that I have a balance, work-life balance. I enjoy what I do. Because only if you are enjoying what you're doing and you don't have that pressure, then you can then develop, then you can treat your patients or your staff or your colleague well. Because if you're under pressure, under stress, I guarantee you, you won't be able to do any of that. So the first person that, and I say to my doctors, I say to my colleague, is the person that you need to look after first is yourself. When you are happy and stress-free, then you are able to provide the best care to your patient. So that has been my guiding principle. Um, and whatever I do, right, then that's, then th- that's sort of the, the steps that I follow. Look after yourself.
0: Amazing. Yes,
1: look after yourself
0: thank you so much thank you I Melody. Thank you so much for no your time problem. today thank you for and having me i will see you at app i'll yeah. see you at app
1: yes and i'm are.
0: gonna be hoping that you bring that coffee <laughs> home uh,
1: i hope so too thank you very much <laughs> <laughs>
0: thank, thank you, you so much All gary right. thanks. thanks melody
1: thank you thanks
0: bye bye add platform alliance group We believe that success is not just about individual accomplishments, but also about lifting each other up. Together, we can build a thriving and prosperous pharmacy industry that meets the needs of the patients and supports the Australian health system. Thank you for joining us today on the podcast. And don't forget to share, like, and leave us a comment if you have found this episode of value or have any feedback. The podcast is promoted through social media, LinkedIn, YouTube, and major podcast platforms. And each episode can be found at the Pharmacy View webpage with links to the guest contact and business details. So once again, thank you for joining us today on the podcast and see you soon.